I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Let's get moving with Maria. Inspiration to spend a few minutes each day to get moving on the small things that can make a big difference in your life. Thank you for joining us for Let's Get Moving. Today I have with me Dr. Liz Hale. And Dr. Liz, we want to make the most of this crazy year that we have experienced. And you have some (laughs) ideas for us. How can we make the most of what has just, oh, for some of us, been just a big loss? Everybody is weary, right? I'm exhausted, I think. I mean, you don't realize how the emotional the emotional toll it takes on you, right, and your loved ones of just trying to stay safe, uh, to recover from COVID if you did get it, but using the mask and just extra worry. And we're worried about money now and losing businesses. Ah, it's been a heck of a year. So many of us are saying good riddance, right? Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye 2020. I have to admit, even when I walk through Christmas stores and I see those ornaments that say 2020 on it, right, Maria, I just get a pit in the bottom of my stomach and sometimes I smile because have you seen the cute ornaments that are like rolls of toilet paper yeah. or little cans of Lysol? <laughs> right. You <laughs> have to at ones. least smile at those, right? We do smile at those. And, and even just looking at phrases like all of us can relate. We're all kind of on the inside. No one is on the outside of COVID-19. So we can relate to some of those ornaments that talk about flattening the curve, 14-day quarantine, work from home, travel bans, furloughs, plexiglass, social distancing, essential workers, and and so on, right? Right. But regardless of the details, um, it's nice to know that we're kind of all in this, maybe separately, but simultaneously. Sharing these experiences just can't help but connect us. We're always going to remember 2020. So true. Well, some of the things that came to mind as, as I was talking with some friends is, only in 2020 can you see one thing up in the sky. Have you heard about this, Maria? Mm-mm. The cosmic Christmas miracle, we're saying. So during December solstice, this is December 21st, and that whole week following, you've got Jupiter and Saturn, our two largest planets in the solar system. They're going to align so closely, it will look as if they're going to collide. They're colliding, actually, because it creates this beautiful, bright star called the Star of Bethlehem or the Christmas star. Right. Isn't that exciting? It is exciting. Last time this happened was 800 years ago, back to the Middle Ages. The next time it'll happen, this is really humbling for you and me, will be 80 years from now. We won't even be here. We will not be here to enjoy that, right? No, so we call it the Great uh, Conjunction. That's what it's called. So only in 2020, look for that. You know, there's so much stress this year. Have you heard of the the elf on the shelf, right? Yes, everyone loves yeah. the elf on the everyone shelf. Everyone loves that, and some people hate it. <laughs> well, Look for the joy that doesn't Let's say young it. children love it. Let's put I, it that way. They do. They do. And maybe for parents it's stressful, and maybe you can retire the put down the elf and the shelf. <laughs> right. <laughs> Perhaps. And just simplify. You know, I, I had a client say to me recently, some of my darker, harder strugglers are struggles, excuse me, are from November to January. And I think so many people can relate to that. So think about just making things a little bit simpler. They're going to be anyway, right? Our parties will not be as large. We won't see extended family like we typically do. 
this time of year brings with it kind of melancholy and nostalgia. Life doesn't look as we think it should, even without COVID. Mm -hmm. Loved ones get sick, some pass away, our businesses crumble, relationships end, children rebel, or perhaps we're single in a world of marriage, and we just feel lonely and depressed and down. And, you know, it's it's right then and there, though, Maria, sometimes when we're stripped down to our lowest is when we understand gratitude with a new depth and purity. Right. So I guess you can get to look at it with, with fresh eyes. Have you Have you seen that YouTube video going around of a married couple that wakes up wrapped in Christmas paper? I have not. That sounds familiar. You can Google just that, and you'll be able to come up with it. But it's this perspective of they wake up, they look at each other, and they undo their wrapping, and they say, we're alive. You're alive. I'm alive. <laughs> and then the kids come in their bedroom, and they're wrapped in, in uh, Christmas paper, and they come breaking out of it. And it's like, we've got kids, and they're alive, and they're well. Isn't this wonderful? He runs into the bathroom, and he, a big green bow is on his sink faucet, and he, he uh, turns on the water. He's got, we've got fresh, clean water. This is just a miracle. It's beautiful. And then later on in the scenario, a child hands him a Christmas sock, and at the bottom of the Christmas sock are car keys. And he says, we've got a car. Isn't this great? <laughs> he goes outside, and the car is all wrapped in Christmas paper. Bottom line is there is so much to be grateful for, and we just forget to look. No doubt about it. (laughs) We just forget to notice, but we are so blessed. And sometimes we don't realize how happy we are right now until another time and space. Right. Why is it that we do tend to focus on those things that are negative rather than looking for the positive in every situation? I think it could be a bit of our human nature. You know, the negative leaves this indelible imprint on the brain. And that we really do remember. Sometimes I like to give the examples of, of, let's say, you and I had a great 10 minutes together, and we just found all these wonderful things in common, the first nine minutes anyway. And then the last minute, I chased you around the room with a butcher knife. (laughs) Which one are you going to remember? Of course, the the butcher knife. (laughs) But we had wonderful nine minutes, Maria. That was just a minute when I chased you around. (laughs) Right. But but we get the point is that that's imprinted on our mind. I've done that with job reviews. The entire review of my performance will be perfect. And then one little thing will come up. Just one little tiny thing. It's not even a big thing. And what do I focus on? That one one little tiny thing. Yes. Yep. Yep. And that shows something beautiful about you, too, that you care about excellence. You care care about achieving. And you care maybe even about perfectionism. That's not a terrible thing. It's um, but you care about doing excellent work. I think that speaks highly, highly of you. Well, thank you. But it's exhausting. <laughs> it, it can be. It, it can be until we decide to do something different or we make peace with what we're doing. Mm-hmm. There are so many great causes just in our own neighborhood. Recently, our neighborhood did something for Highland High School. You and I both know where Highland High sure. is. Sure. Mm-hmm. What I didn't realize is that almost 50% of the students live below poverty level. 35 of them are homeless. They might be couch surfing or living with an extended family member. 120 students are refugees. Wow. So this high school really rallies around these kids, and they have all by donations. They have a a shower, a washer and dryer donated by R.C. Willie. Students can come and take care of themselves and their clothes. They also have a food pantry that relies completely on donations as well. Students can come and get um, toiletries, personal items, food items that they can take home because they are hungry. 
And when our neighborhood did this, we collected, you know, socks and slightly used coats, laundry detergent. Um, one of my little 10-year-old neighbors, she took her babysitting money to the dollar store and she bought a case of deodorant. That was her contribution to um, to these kids at Highland High. You know, it's our very own neighborhood. We, does, we don't have to look too far to see the needs that are, that are surrounding us. And you and I both know about the research when we have altruistic acts, we just feel better on the inside. There will always be someone who's hurting more, suffering more than I am. I know. It is so true. It it gives you so much joy to give to others. My husband yeah. said, are you going to make all your pastries this year? And I said, yes, because I find yeah. joy in giving them away. It's Aww. not about eating them. It's about sharing my culture and giving them to people that I am close with. Oh, it's just a win-win, right? right. I, I think there's nothing that that comforts my heart or is the greatest compliment to me or the greatest gift is then when someone cooks or bakes for me. That is just the ultimate. That's that's really well done. We we learn so much from children this time of year, don't we? Even though Santa is we're not sitting on Santa's lap, we're not taking children to see Santa it's through a plexiglass or virtual Santa maybe or we're just skipping it all together. Mm-hmm. But USPS, as you know, they have that great Santa program where kids write letters to the North Pole. And then this wonderful organization on the other end matches people who want to give and make wishes come true to that child. But they made this statement about these 10,000 letters and cards coming to the North Pole from Santa that children aren't typically doing asking for toys. Instead, they're thinking more about their parents and the world and not just their own desires. They're, They're asking for relief of COVID. They're asking for a new job for their parent. It's really, it's really pretty tender. Just looking, um, you know, at, at how children see the world right now, there was a sweet book I came across called Lucy's Mask, and it's mm-hmm. about this little girl who has to wear a mask now. or her, She watches her mom, you know, sewing these masks, and suddenly she realizes the light goes on, and she realizes, wait a minute, this is not for my costume closet. This is so that I can stay safe. And that so I can be a real-life superhero, and I can keep other people safe. I can keep my grandparents safe. Just when that light switched over, it's like, wait a minute, there's more to this. Yeah, what a wonderful book. That was book. so tender. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just lastly, I wanted just to remind our our dear listeners that, you know, we can't necessarily express our our feelings with warm hugs right now, but we can use our words. And sometimes it's really uncomfortable um, when physical contact is limited, it's a little—it's a little vulnerable to use our words to express how much someone means to us. But we're, when we're forced to, it's a really beautiful thing through a heartfelt phone call or a letter or a card. And I just also just want to say, you know what? There's something sweet about we speak in the moment when the light goes on, like just like it did for that Lucy. But consider also this time of year how the light goes in. And enjoy mm-hmm. that, that feeling of that light going in, that joy that it brings, and what you can do for someone else this time of year. Merry Christmas, Maria. Merry Christmas, Dr. Liz. Thank you for always sharing your wonderful messages with our listeners. Ah, it's such a pleasure. Take oh, care now. You too. Bye-bye now. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. 
and I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.